1: The
2: cat a perfect, home sweet home. Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast, an NFL podcast for the players, by the players. Here is your host, 14-year NFL veteran and Hall of Famer, Aeneas Williams.
3: Hello and welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast. I am Aeneas Williams. Today, we have two extraordinary women who, in addition to being the wives of two NFL legends, have made an impact on the NFL community and their own local communities. First, we have Atoya Burleson, whose husband probably pushed me off being a receiver of the National Football League many a times. All right. Make sure you tell him that, Atoya. I will. <laughs> Wife of NFL legend and current broadcaster. Nate Burleson, and we also have Tia Averill, whose husband Cliff Averill spent 10 seasons sacking NFL quarterbacks. Together, they have created Inside Lines, a blog and a podcast of their own, which just kicked off its second season. Welcome, ladies.
4: Thank, Thank you for having us.
3: I'm just referring to, we call the former players legends. I'm just, you guys started your own podcast. You're going into your second season. So how about I'm talking to, to some legendary ladies? How about that? Can Ooh, we I like do that? that. <laughs> I, do like that. I like it. <laughs> All right. I want to start with your podcast. It's a lot of times people have ideas and they think about doing things. but it it's a whole nother thing uh, to do it. Your podcast, which is fantastic because it showcases the balance between family, commitment and community that comes with being an NFL family. Here's my first question. What inspired you guys to start it?
4: Tia? So Atoya has served as my big sister since, i I officially started my NFL journey um, with Cliff in two thousand and eleven. And I call her with just about any and everything, any question that is NFL related. like, can you help me find a sitter because you're in a city without family members and you know you need a little bit of help or just fill in the blank anything. And as we got going, we were like, if I'm asking this question, then I know a lot of other women are also asking um, these same questions. And so then we, st- our will, started turning like, well, maybe we need to start something.
5: Atoria? Yeah, absolutely. You think about it, Nate played in the NFL for 11 years. So I met a lot of different women and we all kind of went through the same things. We, you know, we were always around each other. And so when Nate retired, I thought, you know, I met some amazing women with these great voices, things that they want to discuss and talk about It would be a great idea to start a podcast and just get everyone to come together and connect to empower women and just discuss different topics that people may not know about. They might find interesting. So T and I got together and I'm like, let's do it. She was like, let's do it. And that was it. We were off to the races.
3: So what's your mission? What's your aiming point? What's your goal with this?
5: Well, you know, my goal is just to give women a platform to be able to come on and discuss different topics or things that they may have going on. Um, I leave it open, and I want them to feel comfortable going somewhere where they they feel like it's a safe haven. They can say whatever they want to say, and there's no judgment. Um, And I want to actually have women on that are not just wives in the NFL, but also I want to talk about career women in the NFL. You know, you have people in the offices that no one knows about. It'd be great to To put them out there and let them share their stories, how they got there, you know, how long they've loved uh, football, how long they've you know watched, and what made them decide to take the path of the NFL life. So, a lot of women that I've met, I'd say, especially T and I talked about this too in Seattle, uh, were amazing women, and they were so helpful, and their careers were you know helpful to us as women as wives. And so, why not celebrate them?
4: Yeah. And I think there's also a misconception that because we are um, NFL wives, excuse me, NFL wives, that we don't experience anything. And so when we get, we started getting the questions like, well, what's it like to be an NFL wife? And it's like the same thing is like to be the wife of a banker, you know? Um, So it was good to kind of like show that we also struggle, um, have similar um, issues and obstacles to face as other women, um, just from a different perspective. so. So where do you
3: guys see this going? And how can it otherwise connect or get involved with you guys?
5: You know, the sky's the limit. We just hope to be able to reach everyone, to show women that are out there that there's a platform for us as well. Um, and as far as how they can reach us, um, they can reach us via InsideLinesPodcast.com. Um, we also have our uh, email, which is InsideLinesPodcast at gmail.com. And they can hit us up on social media as well at Lines Podcast, So a few, uh, few uh, ways to get in touch with us.
4: Yeah, like we're always looking to have other women on to share their stories, but then to also talk about what they're going on. So we've um, experienced the kind of like putting our all into our families and our husbands. And now we're in this phase of like rediscovering ourselves. And so everybody's journey is different. So it's been cool to listen to everybody's story um, and to like just give inspiration um, to the rest of the ladies.
3: I wanna talk about the extended NFL community with you ladies, which is very special and which most people don't pay attention to. Here's the first question. What circumstances led to you two meeting each other?
4: You will take that, Toya?
5: Yeah, so um, we were both in Detroit. Our, our husbands play played together in Detroit um, and um I remember going to every year, like once the season, right before the season begins, they have a women's uh, conference where they call all the women in, whether they're wives, girlfriends, whomever you come in, you meet everyone, you get to know people in that specific team, that community. So it was Detroit Lions for us. And I saw Tia sitting over there and she had this new baby. And I remember that. I remember being a new mom and, you know, trying to connect and not know anyone. And I just went over and introduced myself and, um, I grabbed her baby. She probably thought I was crazy. I grabbed her baby.
4: No, not crazy at all. Thankful. <laughs> <you. laughs>
5: and i um, just started talking with her and getting to know her. And here we are. What? 10 years later.
4: Yeah. So just a little bit more background. Um, Cliff was drafted in 2008, but we had a long distance relationship up until 2011 when I gave birth to my son. And this what Cliff was in a holdout situation like all these things but reported the day after I gave birth. So here I am like the beginning of August just a complete mess and I get invited to this women's brunch. And so she doesn't like which oh, we talked about it but I was a complete mess that day scared I'm gonna be late. I don't know what to do with this baby just like a complete and utter mess. And when I sat down and she saw me and came over, like, I was like, you don't know. That was like a hug to me. you know, like I said, you're in the city by yourself with this new baby. It was a mess. So she hasn't been able to get rid of me since.
3: Now, how do you find that connection, Atoya, You're in a room. I know you're, you're, you're drawn because you see Till with the baby. But how do you encourage even new NFL Wives, current wives, how do they connect with the TIA? Or how do you connect with the Toya's?
5: You know, we talked about this a little bit on our podcast. We talked about, you know, having the courage to go up to someone and introduce yourself. Um, and then as far as, you know, veteran wives, you know, them reaching out and saying, hey, you know, do you need anything? What do you need? What's going on? Um, and we even discussed a little bit about I think it's so important for teens to understand that everyone is new. And so just to have like, it would be great to have something for wives to look at and say, okay, this is where I can find a doctor. This is where I could find sitters, you know, whatever it is that they need, it'd be nice to like reference something. Um, but it starts with just connecting with women and just friendships. I think that is so important because we're all in the same boat, right. you know, we're living in this city, Tia, you know, that we, and <laughs> we need each other. That's what it's about for me, at least. And I, I would say that's something
4: that Atoya taught me is just it's important to reach out and like just be more cognizant of what's going on around you. Because sometimes we can get so tunnel vision and, you know, we're going to training camp or going to whatever and you see people. But again, your tunnel vision. Right. Um, but one thing Atoya taught me, especially when I left Detroit and went to Seattle, when we came to Seattle, I was the old lady on the block now. So then it was me <laughs> looking for, you know, looking for the young ladies and bringing everybody together, um, welcoming everybody into our homes or planning social events etc um, so connecting is important
3: now one thing we know you guys are now legends your your husbands are retired right it's difficult a lot of times to stay connected how have you guys stayed connected now that the the careers in the nfl are over
4: yeah so we decided to make seattle our home um and so Cliff is, it took him a minute to like really settle into, I'm um, retired. He used to go to the facility twice, a, a two or three times a week. Was that every game? I was like, you know, you were retired, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we've been connected with um, current players. A lot of um, former Seattle Seahawks also retire here. So it's been good because Cliff is also a seeker of knowledge. So he utilizes the NFL legends, like the NFL community and things like that, um, uh, even more now than he did before and so he's taking it back to the other players sharing and we like we all just stay connected and stay involved with the team and the community out here.
5: Um, I say for me, you know, it's been interesting. My journey has been kind of crazy. I think about the 11 years we played and then we finally decided to, we were going to just stay in Seattle. But then we ended up moving to Arizona because Nate started with NFL network. And then after a year there, they were like, okay. And I was excited about being in Arizona. Let's be clear. Cause that's home for me. And for me, it was huge because I'd always been either with Nate's family or away. So to finally be home back in Arizona in the sunshine, I was like, cool, we're good. I'm retiring here. This is it. This is is it. But then Nate Nate told me that NFL Network wanted him to move to New York to start Good Morning Football. And I was like, no, no. (laughs) You go ahead and go. But we had this unspoken rule. Actually, it was a spoken rule. We talked about it wherever... And it was wherever he went or wherever I went, like we go together. So we move our family together because we wanted to keep that um, close knit, you know, connection. And I wanted Nate obviously to be around the kids and vice versa. So um, it was, for me, it's been hard in the sense of I don't get to see as many people like you, Tia, like when you're saying a lot of people retiring in Seattle, but I have my, my girlfriends, like lifelong girlfriends that we have our group chats. We still talk, we still connect, Um, we try to get together at least once a year, usually around my birthday. I have like, uh, for my 40th, we had what it was, uh, 10 or 12 of us that all came together, different teams, different areas. And it's like, we all knew each other because everyone was so amazing. These women are phenomenal. And I just, that's exactly why I wanted to start the podcast in the first place. I just wish everybody could see the different type of women in the NFL. Wow. Um, different you know some women work some women don't work some women have their own businesses it's just there's so much variety and amazing women that I feel like has always kept me connected to them.
3: Wow what part of Arizona are you from?
5: So Aeneas I have a funny story for you.
3: No don't. <laughs>
5: yes so I was raised in Chandler Arizona. Really? Yes. But, um, I was always in sports. My dad always had me in sports. So I played basketball. I ran track and, um, I'll never forget. There was a kids, it was a sports event. And I always did the sports event every year. And they told me that someone was coming to speak and in you walked. And I was probably at that time, 14 years old. And I listened to you speak and you were so powerful and I really wow, enjoyed you. you. And then, fast forward, I think it was two or three years later, I ended up working with um, at a, a uh, it was a beauty salon, and it was Vicky's Beauty Salon in Awatuki. And you walked in again, so I've met you on and off like throughout my life. And then That's correct. To when wow. they. <laughs> Yeah, you when I they told me that you know you were going to um lead us to this podcast, I was like, oh I, I know exactly who he is. I'm excited to see wow.
3: him. Wow. That's, That's awesome. awesome. So do you know Cam Cam Jordan?
5: Yes, I know Cam. Chandler it, I,
3: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, y'all rocking in Chandler, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. This he, is
5: awesome. All the work he's been doing is, is amazing as well. So.
3: Yes. Yes. And, so NFL fans see men like your husbands being active in their communities. But with that, they rarely ever see the great player in his family. Here's a question. How have your families made community commitment a team effort?
4: Tia? So we um, started a, a family foundation um, in 2014, where we've been like extremely active in the city of Jacksonville, which is where Cliff is from, the city of Seattle, but then also in Haiti. So Cliff's mom and dad um, are Haitian. They were born in Haiti, came to the States in the 80s. And, um, When we got to Seattle, it had been brewing in Cliff's um, heart to, he really wanted to do something in Haiti. And we connected with um, an organization called WE, by way of um, Marshawn, because Marshawn had done some work with them in Africa. And we went down to Haiti, adopted um, an orphanage, um, but also uh, built a school. And so we are like head first in the community there. Um, we always bring family members back with us because one, I am I cannot speak Creole. So Cliff's family, um, <laughs> you know, we made it a family event. Like, and even his family members that are still in Haiti, they would drive the two hours to Hinch where the school is to um, help um, physically build a school. And then also in the city of uh, Seattle, we get our kids involved. So we adopted um, a local school here, a low-income school, and we do like mentoring groups. We did back-to-school drives. We just um, did a drive where we gave uh, the group, the kids in our mentoring group, computers for virtual learning. So we always try to make it a team effort. And I think the one thing that's difficult is like having kids that are humble. And so my kids are young, four and nine, but it's good to like take them with us when we go to do Christmas shopping with all these kids wow. and take them with us when we are like mentoring the kids at the school, just so they can see that there's another side um, to this life experience.
3: I told you, describe how your work with Nate, uh, you work with Nate to determine how to make the greatest impact possible in your community. How's that been?
5: You know, I, I've always loved kids and that to me, that's huge. Just giving back to the kids. Um, my degree was in education. So, um, anything that has to do with kids is huge. So for me, we, at the beginning of the year, we always do a backpack, um, giveaway. And so we, and like Tia said, you bring your kids to that cause you want them to see and understand. Uh, we always try to do things as far as Speaking with kids, we, when we went back to Arizona, we always spoke, um, the Arizona cheetahs That's the track team that I was on. Um, and, uh, we always try to basically teach these kids that there are so many options that you may not be aware of, but that's why people like you and me is, or us, we come along to give you, you know, a, just a different glimpse into something that you may not know about. Right. So, um, that is so important to me. I told my, my kids, it's so important to give back and they know that as far as giving to other kids and blessing other kids, it helps you to realize the lens is different in everyone's eyes. I don't think you knew that before, but um, in Detroit, T, do you remember the the coat giveaway that they had every year? These kids did not have coats. So you're giving coats to the kids and my kids were right out there. You have to push them to get out there and meet other kids and see kids because kids don't know. They only know what they see, right? So mm-hmm. you have to bring them along and um, just help others to feel empowered and feel encouraged. I feel like it's so important. Mm
3: -hmm. When it comes to making a difference within sidelines, what are your ongoing goals?
5: (laughs) You you go, start. Um, I'll start. Yeah. Ongoing goals would be um, definitely want to get more women on to do more panels. Um, There's it's great to have women on and to interview them, to discuss things that go on in the NFL But there's also like underlying issues that people need to discuss, whether it's mental illness, whether um, we've talked Mm -hmm. about, you know, women with postpartum depression. We've talked about so many different issues that people may not know about. And it actually, I I don't want to say humanizes, but some people see the glitz and the glamour in the NFL, right? And they think that's all it is. But when you have women on there speaking about real life issues, Mm -hmm. um, discussing things that they may, you know, people may not know that's going on it kind of helps you to be relatable mm-hmm. and women will reach out and say, Oh my gosh, I went through that same thing. I'm not alone. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your resources. So we want to be um, a place that people can speak out. And most importantly, we can share resources to help women along the way as well. Absolutely.
4: I think um, the main goal being storytellers. Um, Cause to Atoya's point is, they see all the NFL players and they, you know, they see Nate on TV, you know, doing all these things and they just think that we don't have issues or obstacles or things like that. So even taking, right. um, for example, the, the racial climate that we're in, we did a, a panel this preseason where we brought um, women from across the NFL and we just talked about things that we experienced, things that our kids experience at school, being at school with predominantly um, white kids and just the, the, the mental and emotional uh trials that they experience in that or the notion of oh because you have money that no nobody discriminates against you or you don't have like those type of issues so it's just been our goal is to just continue to be storytellers to continue to humanize the us the players because especially with fantasy football it's like you're just another token out there you know so
5: definitely want to (laughs) be storytellers
3: Ladies, what did you enjoy most when your husbands were playing in the NFL?
5: Oh, gosh, um, so many things. Um, if I were to pick, well, obviously you enjoy game day, right? That's a given. The charities were amazing. I learned so much in the NFL with charity, you know, the different charity events that we went through, uh, went to that I didn't even know existed. That was amazing. Um, but I would say most importantly, which is the reason kind of why I decided to do this, Tia knows, is the women like the connectivity and the friendships that we um, made were so phenomenal. It was so amazing. And, um, you know, it's just like you guys in the locker room, you have your teammates, you guys have your stories that you guys will never forget. You know, we have those same type of stories um, where whether we went to dinner to a friend's house, we went to a concert, we have those same type of stories with our girls that we'll never forget as well.
3: What do you enjoy most now that your husbands are NFL legends?
5: Whew,
4: well, I enjoy him actually being at home. So what uh, we talk about, <laughs> Toy and I <laughs> talked about all the time is, you know, balancing kids is a, a lot and balancing the household and things like that is a lot in general. And um, I think sometimes the guys kind of feel like, well, you guys aren't working, so you should be OK. And it's like, OK, try, you know, let's switch roles. Um and so we've been able to do just that. And so now Cliff is like, okay, let's schedule in some me time. I'm like, yes, you got like you you have to do that. <laughs> I've enjoyed him being home, but then also I told him when he retired, um it was a one of, the, one of the first times I was able to actually enjoy the game without being nervous until the, you know, until the clock expired. Um, so he's like, well, you didn't enjoy it before. I'm like, it was a fun experience, but you not being out, of, out there on the field is like, I know you're going to walk home with me and not end up in an ambulance, which has happened three oh, times. Oh wow. Oh wow.
3: All right. Final question. What is the one essential thing all families must have in order to thrive in the NFL?
4: Okay, I'm going to say something that's very cliche, but I'm going to say communication, because I think a lot um, of things break down, you kind of drop a few balls when you don't communicate. And then there's also this thing that women experience that's like, okay, the guys are so stressed being at work all day, every day, I don't want to burden him with whatever I'm experiencing at home, um, and and that just starts to breed like bitterness and just this heavy level of stress. But it's important that you communicate so everybody knows what's going on and everybody you know because he may give me a different perspective than what I was experiencing. So communication. Wow. What about you, Toria?
5: Well, Tia took mine, but I'll give you another one. Um, something that Nate and I did, and we still continue to do, um, not just with ourselves but with our kids. But um, date night. Like we have date night every week. That is our time to come together, to connect, to talk about what's going on in each other's lives, to really spend time. Because when you're in the midst of the NFL and that life, everything is like this, right? And so sometimes you just need a minute to be grounded and look you know, your spouse in the eye and like talk to each other. And you find something out like, oh, that happened? I didn't even know that, you know. and vice versa. And same with the kids. We always try to figure out one thing to take them to do, to hang out with them, to ask them questions, um, and it sounds crazy, but that one day can change the whole perspective of everything wow. going on. So um I, I just I've always felt like that's important. I still do to this day, even post NFL, because Nate's still crazy busy. <laughs> so right. We definitely still have those those connectivity date nights, family nights, so important.
4: Yes, and date night goes on a calendar and it is not moved when family and friends come into town, right? <laughs> Because that's one thing, too, that can go to by the wayside. Um, so we have family and time. It's like, well, we still got day and night, so y'all going to have to figure it out tonight.
3: <laughs> All right. So here's a final question. What suggestion would you have for a legend's wife or current uh, player's wife who is going through challenges but need to be able to share with somebody discreetly? How would you direct that wife? Or where would you direct them?
5: Uh, I would say for us, um, we, we were blessed when we were in Detroit. We had Ann Wilson, who was uh, the ladies, uh, kind of the ladies, you know how they have the, the different chaplains on each team? Well, she was the husband of Dave Wilson. So every Tuesday, she'd have Bible study. Mm-hmm. And we would all come and we would listen to her. She'd listen to us. We would uh, discuss whatever's going on because you have these like-minded women that can understand and relate to what you're saying. And Ann was always a great listening ear. She gave great advice all the way across the board. So find someone that um, maybe that the team has, and I know some teams have it, some teams don't, Um, but it is important to have that on every team, just someone that you can relate to. Tia, who do they have in Seattle when you were there?
4: Um, In Seattle, we had Ms. Brown, whose wife, or excuse me, whose husband played on the very first Seattle Seahawks team. Um, and she has been a godsend, but I will also say too, which this is like a two-step process. So one, the, the code amongst the women is that whatever is shared, whether it's in Bible study or at dinner, brunch, whatever, the net stays within the group, right? It's not used against you at a later date. It's not to be. Gossiped about or anything like that. So for, the first thing would be to honor the the code amongst the women. But I think that we kind of get into an issue of being too discreet, where you want to put on this rose-colored lens, like everything is together, everything's okay. But it's important to be vulnerable. It's important to make sure you have somebody like an Atoya who like I can go to Atoya and tell her anything, and she's going to be like, okay, well we're going to figure this out. And this is you're going to move this, do this, call this person, whatever the case may be. And so we have to kind of move out. Of the phase of being like too discreet and um, get into a space where we actually trust each other and can trust the stories, the obstacles, the issues that we face so that we can really be a force out here.
5: Yeah. To having that girlfriend, because that's so true, right? Like we could go to each other about whatever and one of us was going to figure, having that girlfriend is definitely important.
3: Ladies, this has been an incredible podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Once again, the podcast is called. InsideLines and can be found at InsideLinesPodcast.com Thanks for listening in. The best is yet to come.
2: This has been the NFL Legends Podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at NFLLegends at NFL.com.
1: The